Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay, that's a round of applause oh, for my nails. I know Yo. you like that. Oh, that was cute. It wasn't it? Oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I'm not part of the click clack gang today. Not today, but it's okay. Oh, I'ma hold it down. P.O.P. Hold it down. Hey. <laughs> Anyway, welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Excuse Me Over Here podcast. Okay. Hello. Episode two in this thing. Drop the deuce. Okay. Um, first, before we even get started, thank y'all. Okay. Everybody showing all the mad love and support. Hello. Baby. It's I appreciated. Just hey. Even you. more than just a friend. Hey. With me to the end. It's, it's not, not official without a thank you. I thank you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. <laughs> no, you, Lord. facts. Facts. Thank y'all. We really, really appreciate it. Y'all been showing out Come since on, we announced. Okay. Come on. Come on. All the things. No. Like, we really, all jokes and seriousness, like, you all jokes aside, all seriousness, we appreciate <laughs> yeah. it because you guys showed out ever since we dropped the announcement about the podcast. We, but then, like, the first couple of days before even episode two, before this episode dropped, you guys got us to, like, over 100 followers. And I know that may seem small to y'all that's listening or got a bunch of followers, but for us, for just making the announcement saying, hey, we got a podcast coming before you even heard the first one. Uh-uh, don't minimize our 100 followers. No, I'm just saying. You know, some people may say, oh, that's a little bit. So that's, that's a lot. That's a lot because this is just a project that we wanted to do just because. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not looking for anything in return. It's just two friends who enjoy each other's company. We're always shooting the shit. And it's like, hey. Let's make this into something. Mm -hmm. And boom, here it is. Episode two. Episode two, baby. Okay, and we're in here. And we're not going nowhere. It's your new favorite podcast, so stop playing with us. Okay. Like, pull up, send a friend to a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Okay. We might not be back, but we here, okay? (laughs) We here because we're new to it. But we will be back for another one. Another Another one. one. I'm done. Okay, we're still playing. We got to stop playing. All right, all right. <clears throat> so if you're new here, I'm Kimberly. And I'm Coco Louie. And we are two witty peas in one witty pod. Unraveling the mirage of it all about life. Adult life, that is. Mm-hmm. Through topics such as... Relationships, work-life balance, finances. Sprinkled with some politics and pop culture. Hey-oh. So let's just jump right into this. To whom it may concern, y'all, be realistic. We are in a time now where, for real, everyone is saying they are real. They are the realest of the real, and they're unpacking everything. But are you simply stepping back and looking at yourself for what it is that you have going on, what you have to offer? If you have anything to offer, in sidebar, we all do because everyone has value. Mm -hmm. But, like, assessing who you are and how you show up in your world, not the world, but your world, and then deciding on realistically... How do you present that to others? That could be family, friends, relationships, work, community. Be realistic about it. What do you think, Jazz? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that especially with social media and everybody comparing what they're doing, what they're not doing. And uh, again, social media, everybody says it's so cliche, but social media really is a highlight reel. Like you put what you want people to see to the forefront. You're not going to, well... Most people do not put the struggle or whatever it is they may be dealing with to get to 
that quote unquote highlight. They just shown all the glitz and glamour. And so right. people that may be going through the struggle in similar situations or fields or whatever paths, they think, oh, dang, I'm going through all this and they have to go through that. But you don't know right. what they went through or what they went through two seconds before posting said highlight reel of whatever it is they posted. Yeah. So, you know. For sure, because I've been guilty of it um, in in my past life when I was a uh, Instagram, like, whore, I guess. <laughs> not a whore. <laughs> no, yeah, not a whore, but, like, whore adjacent. Um, Like, there would be times where I was married but single. Okay. And I would upload, like, me going to Trader Joe's, because that was my thing. Mm-hmm. I was a Trader Joe's hoe. And, like, <laughs> be miserable Driving to Trader Joe's and then get to Trader Joe's and be, like, in my happy place. Like, oh, my God, so happy because they have my flowers and then my yogurt and everything. And it's just, I love it. And posting that. And then literally after I post it, put my phone down and be like, man, I got to go back home to my real life. Mm-hmm. You know? Um. So that within itself is like, again, be realistic. At some point, we all have to stop talking about how how uh, demonic social media is. Yeah. And Figure it out. Like, what do you need to do to remove yourself so that it doesn't have a chokehold on you? So for someone like myself, I had to completely walk away from social media for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, And even now when I come back, I come back when I choose to based on what I want to show. And before I even show it, it's like, what is this going to do? Like, when I put this out there, what is it supposed to make me feel? Not who is it going to, what is it going to serve? You know, of course, I I do ponder in the thirst trap pool just a little bit. <laughs> Stick a pinky toe in it. Just a little bit every now and again, okay? Just a little bit, okay? In the thirst trap to be thirsting. So thank y'all who are actually in my inbox. I'm I, done. I enjoy, I enjoy some of the commentary. <laughs> um, But, yeah, for real. Like, outside of that, we're all nosy. Mm-hmm. We're nosy, but we're nosy for the right reasons, which I think is a good segue into what our topic is for today. Mm-hmm. It's like we're nosy because we want to know how other people are living to better help us understand how our lives should be running. But I think the term being coined imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. which is our topic for today, y'all, the imposter syndrome is very much alive and real. Yeah. Um, And I can say that you know, for me, I've experienced this, but before we really dive into it, like, let's define what imposter syndrome really means. Yes. Well, the dictionary's uh, definition of imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Wow. Right. So that's what Webster is giving us. That's what they kick into us. They said that's what it is. That's real deep. So, I mean... I, I'll be transparent and start off like I struggled with um, self-identification, okay. self-identifying, I think that's the better term, Okay. Um, after becoming a mom. Like it was already kind of shaky before, but becoming a mom took me out because during my pregnancy, I was I was in these streets. Like I mm-hmm. was going to happy hour with my friends. We went to um strip club like you know i was definitely very pregnant out here enjoying my life <laughs> not in these streets with i the was bump. i was because <laughs> my bump was cute like yeah i was a cute pregnant mother and the whole idea of like i waited until my late 20s to become a mom you know my partner and i was solidified in our relationship yeah. so it was like yes and then i became a mom 
And then I was home on maternity leave and I did not know what to do with myself. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, disclaimer, I'm the youngest of three girls and um, very much spoiled. And I know this, but I have nephews. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll be honest and say that my I feel like my sisters both sheltered me from the true responsibility of motherhood. Mm -hmm. So going into being a parent, like I thought it was just I had to be available for my child and be nice and not knowing that hormonal changes and all that comes with it but then generational trauma and and cycle bonds that comes to your forefront as you decide what type of parent you want to be and then I'm a parent with um with a man Mm -hmm. um who who wasn't used to children so that made it even more harsh because not only am I teaching myself to be a mom but I'm pretty much establishing him as a man slash a father. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that's like. So by the time I made it into like full swing of being a mom, and I think I noticed this around like six months. At my six month mark is when I realized that I was having some true mommy blues. And it wasn't postpartum depression. Okay. um, Because I did follow up with, you know, my, my, um, my physicians and my therapist, but it was postpartum blues on top of me already having anxiety um, and, and stress. And so what I found is, and I will continue to say this, that the pandemic was the most trifling, ghetto, horrifying <laughs> experience that anyone could ever go through. But there are some people in this world that it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah. And I am one of those people. Mentally, emotionally, financially, the pandemic did wonders for me, okay? Mm -hmm. First of all, I used to complain about wanting to be a stay-at-home mom. Pandemic gave me that. Never again. (laughs) Okay? Second of all, I wanted to know what it was like to work from home. Pandemic did that. I wish I would have, you know, used that time more wisely. Because (laughs) now that I'm back in the real field, like the boots are in the ground or on the ground. Oh, friend. I know, right? But anyway, during the pandemic, right before the pandemic, I should say, right before the pandemic, my group of friends that I had at the time, I kept trying to explain to them, like, y'all, I don't feel like myself. Like, mm-hmm. it's not me. You- <laughs> Remember white chicks? Like, <laughs> it's me, Jessica. <laughs> like, that's how I felt. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's me, but it ain't me. Mm-hmm. And I-, I would try to communicate it as best as I could at the time and one thing about me I over communicate like mm-hmm. I will drill into a topic because I'm always trying to convey a story I'm naturally a storyteller all the details matter to me so um that being said like that information it it resonated with them in some way shape or form but it was foreign to them okay then push forward into the pandemic and while everyone is just starting to touch the surface of what possible imposter syndrome could be, I'm already like at the purge Back point in it. Okay, I'm past in it. I've already been neck deep in it. I'm I'm actually starting to see like the 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 outside of the tunnel. Okay, okay? and so I say this to say what I've learned about quote unquote imposter syndrome is that I don't think it's actually a syndrome. Okay. I think imposter syndrome is just a person that is being overly conscientious of how they show up in their existence. Hmm. 
Okay. Okay. I like that. It's deep, deep. Because it's, if you're anything like me, you're someone who second guesses everything. And it's not that I second guess everything because I'm not capable of doing this. Like, I be, you know, excuse my French, I be fucking shit up. Like, I'm very smart, but dumb. I'm very funny, (laughs) but serious. Hmm. Like, you know, I'm very thick, but not really. Like, it's a mixture of things. Mm-hmm. You were supposed to laugh. I'm <laughs> sorry, friend. You I'm listening. Laugh, okay? you, you really pouring in, so I'm listening. Oh, I'm thank here. You. I appreciate it. Ah, <laughs> you know? But um, imposter syndrome makes you second guess times four, like, your existence and if the quality of your existence is really what it is. But the reality is you're all of those things. Like, mm-hmm. for me, um, I used to struggle with, um, conversations that I would have with my partner at the time about um, I was Miss Moon, the shining star, you mm-hmm. know, the moon stars in the universe at work and in public. But when I was home, he felt like he got the librarian, which was like more of the boring side. And that used to really play with my mind mm-hmm. because then I would over compensate at home to try to get him engaged okay um you know later down the line with counseling and conversations we were able to unveil what that really was it wasn't a me thing it was a him thing for sure Mm -hmm. but the damage was already done for me Mm -hmm. so in that regard that also ignited my quote-unquote imposter syndrome journey so what ended up happening is during the pandemic I literally sat back and was like all right girl like who are you who do you want to be what is wrong, what is right, what's indifferent, and how are you going to move forward? And I think the gist of it for me, again, is like just being just being too aware of how you show up. The reality is, is I'm going to show up. Yeah. It's going to be different forms. Sometimes I'm going to be serious. Sometimes I'm going to be funny. Sometimes I'm going to look thick. Sometimes I'm going to be a little curvier than thick, okay? And we do know what the difference is, okay? But, like, it's all me. Yeah. I am she. She is her. That is I. Like, it's all of me. Um, It's just the variations of me is going to be contingent on my environment. It's going to be contingent on my mental stability. It's going to be contingent on, um, you know, how I feel in regard to my safe place. Life within itself is not safe. So when you find yourself in situations where your living condition, your work conditions, you know, your family, your friends, your relationships are not aligning to help you feel in, in, and elevate to a space of like, I'm happy or, you know, I might not be happy, but everything is in balance. Mm -hmm. That I feel like is when you really get that imposter. Like I'm questioning everything. Like, this ain't really me. I wouldn't really act like this. I don't really respond this way. I don't, you know, this, you know, this person thinks this of me. This is what they see of me. I got to project this into, you know, mm-hmm. to my workspace. Like, I got to sound like this. I got to look like, no, it is you. We are chameleons. Like, as natural human beings, we we are chameleons. We adapt to different surroundings, different environments. And that is okay. It's okay. I know that now. I also know that although we adapt, you still have to hold on to the fact that I'm adapting out of survival, not out of because I want to be someone else or or fit in somewhere. Mm-hmm. No, I'm adapting because, for example, the way that you and I, like us singing on the song right now, I'm not letting regular people hear me sing. I'm not doing that, but I'm adapting because I'm comfortable in my space with my friend right now. You yeah. know what I mean? 
same thing if I answer the phone. You know, if I see a number that I don't know, they're getting the serious, hello, how can I help you today, voice. But if it's you, hey, girl, what's good? Where you at? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. But those are both me. I can be both of those people and it not be, well, that ain't really her or she fake or she putting on. Nah, it's I you 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 literally pick and choose how you show up. <sighs> but that's enough on me. What you think, Jay? <laughs> so, well, I didn't even look at imposter syndrome in all of the aspects that you did. So for me, my experience with imposter syndrome or my take on imposter syndrome is feeling, I guess, inadequate. Right. So mm-hmm. my transparent moment, I didn't graduate college. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So it's like being able to maneuver through my career field mm-hmm. the way that I have been is truly by the grace of God. Like it is nothing but God. Can't nobody tell me that it's nothing but God. Right. And so it's like sometimes, you know, you ever feel like you you'll be uh I don't know, you could be in, a, in a, a social setting with other individuals, right? Right. And everybody's talking, whatever, and they're running down their accolades or whatever. And so I used to get uncomfortable sometimes when people were like, oh, yeah, you know, like I went to this school, I went to that school. Now, I did go to oh, college. Wow. I just didn't finish. Right, right, right. right. So the the question, I would always find myself like, I hate when that comes up because yeah. sometimes people are like, all right, like whatever. And then you have those people that subconsciously or consciously will stick their nose up like oh like okay and then so for me it just felt like I gotta work twice as hard Mm -hmm. to to show my worth and it's like I know I'm worthy of it but it's just like again with society a lot of times if you don't have that degree they're looking at you like you crazy because even like It'll be just general conversations when people are saying, like, what they want in dating. Oh, my man got to have a college degree or my woman, she got to have a college degree. And it's like, well, what if they don't? What You never mm. know what the reason why they don't have it. You're right. But yeah. If they couldn't afford school, they had to drop out of school for whatever. The, like, you don't know. Or it just wasn't for them. Or it wasn't for them. Right. right. So it's like when you hear these things or so that society pushes out these narratives, that's it's for me, it would mess with my mental. Because I'm like, dang, well... I know ain't nobody about to outwork me. Like, I I worked hard for everything that I have. So it's like, regardless of me having that piece of paper, and I'm not knocking that because I think that's a beautiful thing. I'm always going to tell the next person, go to school. If you can, go to school. It's so much that comes from going to school, even though a lot of people feel like it's a scam or whatever. I mean, it it very well may be. But when you go to certain jobs, they look at that. At the same time, things are different because when I got into radio, it was like, not saying that you didn't need it, but right. I'm like, I am literally that grace <laughs> right. because I don't have it. But it's like now anybody else trying to come into radio, not saying that you don't have to have it. But a lot of jobs are looking at that along with now all these other prerequisites like you're following on social media. Like it's different yeah, things now that I don't want to say Trump having a degree, but it's like you're going to need that degree to add some razzle dazzle to your resume. Right. So like I said, so for me, it was like showing up in in that space or for like uh when when I'm at work or when I would be you know working and, and with peers and colleagues it's like working that much harder to show I deserve I know I deserve right 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 but it's like people again it's like a, a snooty attitude that some people have not everybody yeah some people I've encountered that do yeah. and I don't know if they realize it, and maybe they do realize that they come off like that and they don't care yeah. but it's like it's just a piece of paper because the talent and the, the work ethic, you ain't going to beat me there. You, you're not. 
You just, mm-hmm. you're not. That's, that's, I'm that girl. Like Beyonce said, I'm that girl. You're mm-hmm. not going to beat me there. Mm-hmm. Even down to relationships sometimes, I would feel uh, a, a slight sense of imposter syndrome. Like I always say, or I feel like most women say, you want your man to match you or have more. You don't never want him to have to come up and meet you where you at. Like right. be already there or have more so I got to work up to you. Right. So it's like, again, with dating, some of the guys that I come across, it'll be like, okay, they may no. have like all these different things going on. I'm nervous. <laughs> no, oh, no, we ain't, we ain't <laughs> okay, dropping okay, names. Okay. <laughs> no, I know you're not dropping names. It's just the, just the build up alone. Go ahead. Oh, go but ahead, you know, like they'll they'll have these things. You write them down on paper. These mm-hmm. are great men. They have all these things, and it's like you know, I I want this. You know, to meet me at my table. You need to have this. I'm still at the grocery store getting things to put on my table. Mm-hmm. You're already at the table, setting the table, and it's like sometimes that could be a little intimidating because I'm like, well, dang, like. Okay, well, I don't, you know, am I, not saying I'm not worthy of it, but mm. it was like, now nah, I feel crazy because it's yeah. like, I know what I'm demanding. Yeah. And I know what I'm working towards. And I know what I bring to the table outside of materialistic and tangible things, wow. right? But it's just like, sometimes in my head, with certain situations and certain people, I said to myself, dang, like, he got this, 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 this. And it's like, all right, girl, well, I mean, you got this too. And I would literally be in my head, like, really battling, like, saying to myself, get out your head, you know, don't think like that. And so now, in in recent <laughs> in recent situations, you know, people that I've come across, mm-hmm. um, you know, like, if I, if, let's say they bringing everything to the table, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, the inspiration trumps the intimidation, Right, but that's not like that. With like, I'm inspired. Okay, okay. Like, if I if I see you got motion and you doing things, you know, you you making things happen. Everything is this that, and the third for you, and I know what I got going on with me. Right. Yeah. But let's say it's a thing of where I gotta match you now. I gotta come to where you are. I'm inspired. It makes me want to go that much harder because we want to be an asset, never no liability. So that's gonna push me even more to continue doing what I'm doing. Just like I won't be able to brag on my man. I want him to be able to brag on me too. So it's like the inspiration trumps the intimidation. Like I'm not intimidated by all that oh, you come sure. with. I'm I inspired, agree with that. You know? I agree with that. So that's my take on <clears throat> imposter syndrome and my experiences with it. But even the way you broke it down, of course, I'm not in that realm of motherhood right. yet. But and I'm not pregnant because I. Well, y'all like to it. twist these sound yeah, bites, don't Lord. Play with it. Don't play yeah, with no. It. no, 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 babies. No babies over here. No, no babies over here. No babies over here. Okay. <laughs> no, baby no babies over cake. here at all. But even when you were like describing that, yeah. I could understand that. Or it made me look at imposter syndrome in a different light. Because exactly. again, that's a different perspective that you're yeah. shedding light on that. Yeah. So I appreciate that, friend. Well, first of all, you just shared something with me that it never even made me stop to think that you would have those feelings. Like yeah, Frank. Girl, I mean, I be smiling. I say my smile is fake, but no, your smile is definitely you. Yeah. But wow, oh, I want to give you a hug. Oh, <laughs> oh my God, Frank. No, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it like a whole emotional moment, but it's like, damn, I would have never known that, you know. Um, and I think you know, even when you say it's by God that you're here, it's like, well, of course it's by God that you're here, but like you were perfectly designed for this, mm-hmm. you know. Like, uh, again, as a fangirl of yours, like, just oh God, remember man. meeting you. Um, and well, this is a whole nother That's podcast a whole nother episode, <laughs> but like, just a quick backstory like, Jazz and I met through our internship um, with CBS Radio. Mm-hmm. 
um, and we were under the umbrella of CBS Radio and then in the pocket of WPGC. Mm-hmm. And so, um, like, all of us at that time, of course, it was an internship for college. We were all in college. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my gosh. We were 19, 20 years old, mm-hmm. okay? So, um, all of us pursuing our degree. And just thinking in that moment, though, like, oh, uh, all of us pretty much left to go back to school, like, mm-hmm. once our internship was over and you you were here. Mm-hmm. Um, and you stayed and watched another cycle of interns and everyone come in and everyone's graduating stuff, like, never stopping to think, like, how that could have uh, made you feel in any way, shape, or form. So, Well, seeing, for me, it was like, you know, it's, it's so cliche that saying when it's like there is no plan B. Yeah. Legit for me, there is no plan B. So I Aww. knew I knew in eighth grade, well, again, I always tell this story to kids. Like, I was never that, like, a regular quote-unquote kid. Right. Or a quote-unquote regular kid. Like, I was like, oh, I want to be this. And if I'm not this and I want to be, like, I had a list of things that I wanted yeah. to do, right? Yeah. So when I got to eighth grade, I had saw 13 going on 30. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I love, lo- you know, I loved the girl when she became an adult. Her closet. And I was like, dang, her closet, like, it's stacked low-key. Yeah. So I said, okay, I want to do that. And so singing is my passion, but I know singing isn't an everyday job. You For can't sure. attain that, like, For any sure. other job. So I said, if I can't be a singer, then I want to be around that. So I'm like, all right, cool. I love mm-hmm. writing. I don't yeah. have a passion for writing. So I'm like, all right, bomb, whatever. And I was like, I'm going to go to school for journalism, right? Mm-hmm. Now, once this is eighth grade. Once I got to ninth grade, you couldn't tell me nothing because yeah. I stayed winning off the radio, which was crazy. Oh, that's crazy. All through I've high never school. never won off the radio. Money, tickets, you name it. The movie only, premieres, whatever. The only them. thing I ever did for the radio was I used to want to be a singer, too. <laughs> my sister, my older sister, Latasha, used to call PGC, mm-hmm. and that's when they had the voicemail box set up, and she oh, would wow. make me sing voicemail. Uh-huh. And then we would give them all the contact numbers. Back then, you know, we had a house phone. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mommy had a cell phone mm-hmm. and, you know, email, hoping that somebody would call back and be like, yeah, like, come on up. Okay. So that's all I ever, that's as far as I ever gotten. Oh, wow. With anything. Oh, my gosh. Please, <laughs> nobody ever bring up those voicemails. I would only imagine how trash those things sound. And you I used to be wild singing like Mariah Carey. Ooh. Glitter soundtrack songs. <laughs> oh shoot! <laughs> no, friend. like for real. Like, um, what is that song? Um, like far away, never too far. Oh my god! Friend. And um, reflections. Oh my gosh! <laughs> oh my god! Y'all, she is smiling hard. It's okay, I am friend. smiling hard. It's nostalgic, but it's like cringe. Don't cringe. Cringe. It's you. That's not far fetched from you for me. Yeah, I mean, I know, because, you know, we know. We we just yeah. had a whole singing session, y'all. Like, y'all, y'all don't understand with this pod, okay? And we're going to get back on imposter syndrome. But this is, <laughs> this ties into it. Like, mm-hmm. being able, and I was just talking to a good guy friend of mine um, that we just always have maintained, like, connection with each other mm-hmm. um, from high school to adult life so far. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. You know who you are, man, 50 grand. But, um... He was just talking to me. He was like, it, it seems like from his observation with us just reconnecting recently, like a little bit of my light has been taken away compared to how I used to be, which mm-hmm. was like very juvial, um, you know, and all that stuff. Like I seem very serious. Mm-hmm. And when I told him, I was like, you're absolutely right. Like, for sure. Um, I think as we 
go through life, we lose a little bit of ourselves because we're always growing, maturing, yeah. pivoting, all of these words that you want to use to describe how we how we change and propel forward. Mm-hmm. But I also explained to him, like, it was from a relationship, but it was also from, like, just transitioning into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Like, adulthood, I don't want to say it hardened me, but same thing with you with school. Like, <clears throat> school wasn't easy for me because, one, I just, I was not capable of giving it my attention. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't have ADHD or any other, like, um, mental and or behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. I just had a lack of, like, support slash interest at home. Mm-hmm. So when I went to school, it was my social hour. Like, that's where I, you know, that's where I'm putting on. Mm-hmm. Okay? Like, uh, the WB frog. Like, <laughs> Yes. Okay? That's me. Um, and then sports. Sports mm-hmm. was my thing. So by the time I made it to my senior year of high school, the only reason why I went to college is because, one, my middle sister had gone to college, mm-hmm. and she was the first to go to college, and she was killing it. Like, mm-hmm. she was, you know, president, president, honor from the first jump. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and so we've always had, um, like, a competitive relationship. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I got to do this, too. Um, but also my mom was like, it's either you do that or you go to the military. And Ooh. I'm like, I'm thick. I I can't make that weight requirement based on what the Europeans say. Like, I, <laughs> that ain't happening, yeah. you know? So it was like, mm, nah, I'll go to college. Um, But, again, this is a whole other podcast because technically I wasn't prepared to go to college, like grade-wise and all that stuff. But, again, my man, 50 grand, he, he prayed me through that. So mm-hmm. I, I really will forever be in debt to him for that. But, um, yeah, so once I got to college, I, I decided from there, like, listening to my mom, like, always talk about the sacrifices mm-hmm. that she was putting herself in in order to pay for my sister and I to go to college. Like, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm about to crush this. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm about to do this. So I will say for me, I don't think that's when my imposter syndrome started, but I can self-identify that that's when I became aware of there being a different Kimberly. That's also where my I'm Kimberly, not Kim started. Came from? Okay. It started in college. I remember my, my good best college friend, Eli and Mike, um, PSB, come on. Um, Eli, he was the first person that I met when I my mom dropped me off to college mm-hmm. and I introduced myself as Kimberly he's like all right Kim Kim and I'm like no Ooh. my name is Kimberly and that's how you will address me until we become close friends and I decide that you can call me Kim Kim and he's like "Ooh, whoop. like all right Sheesh. but no thank you mm-hmm. and we are best friends so yeah, I was right, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I was right, but it it established something for me of like yeah. you know I show people how to treat me because I wanted to show up a certain way. Like yeah. my again, as I said in the first podcast, my name means something to me. Kimberly means something to me because I grew up for a long time not liking the name Kimberly. Mm-hmm. So um, anytime I hear someone say Kim, when I and this is for people that I just meet, not people that I have relationships with. When I just meet you. Um, it bothers me, which was a part of my imposter syndrome that I had to debunk mm-hmm. um, within the pandemic of like, why does it bother me for people that I just meet to call me Kimberly versus Kim? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still working on that because if I'm being honest, 
now it's more so of like, you heard what I said. Yeah. Like, don't play with me. If I go out of my way to pronounce all eight syllables of my name, you can do it too. It ain't that hard. <laughs> it's not that hard. But you know, I, uh, it's like this this ideal of being an adult mm-hmm. is already hard within itself. And again, you're adding on the layers of adulthood having yeah. so many working components that it does feed into the thought of you not being you. And the only person I could think about when we even talked about imposter syndrome is Jim Carrey. (laughs) Jim Carrey is a great example of how I felt for a long time about myself. I mean, and I'm just mean Jim Carrey as an artist. You Mm -hmm. can pick any of his movies, whether it's The Truman Show, whether it's Dumb and Dumber, Bruce Almighty, um, the mask. Mm-hmm. What is the movie? I can't remember where he's like, um, is it oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it's um what is the name of the movie where the guy name is Joe and it's like ants everywhere, roaches everywhere in the apartment. I don't know, friend. I'm gonna have to figure it out. Cause it's not the cable guy. But it's another movie where it's Joe's apartment. I feel like it's Joe's apartment. Now, if Jim Carrey is Joe in Joe's apartment, then I'm right. But if it ain't it, then I don't know. But it, it was a movie where the ants used to talk. The roaches would come out and talk. No, Jerry O'Connell was mm, Joe. Joe. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I was still right. Joe's apartment. But that's, I, that's the movie. That's the movie. Okay. But still, I'm talking about Jim Carrey because you think of him and he, even with something about Mary, we were talking about that movie earlier, mm-hmm. like the turn on and off of the personalities. If you're not careful in your day-to-day life, you will probably find yourself, a lot of people talk about seasonal depression and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. This is some of the root of that, is that you are identifying mood shifts in yourself. Mm -hmm. And instead of just embracing them as like, hey, that is actually what happens to people when shit around them is happening. Yeah. Whether it's around them or to them. Instead of embracing it as that is what it is, we call ourselves crazy. We say we are an imposter. We say we're trying too hard. We're saying we're being fake. We're saying this and that, that. It's a thin line between being an imposter and just being conscientious of how you exist mm-hmm. in your day to day. So I would implore people to sit down and be realistic, you know, back mm-hmm. to whom it may concern. Be realistic about who you are, what you represent, how you want to show up, and what that means to you. And then I would tell you to take it a step further. And to write that stuff out or talk to your therapist or talk to, you know, a companion or um, a trusted friend mm-hmm. or um, dang, what's the word that they use in um, Golden Girls song? Thank travel you for being a friend. Travel around the world and back again. You're the heart and soul. A pal and a confidant. Confidant. That's the word. <laughs> Find your confidant <laughs> and... And and have these conversations. I, I think for me, when I was having these conversations, mm-hmm. um, at the time, my messages wasn't being received. But mm-hmm. I think now, because the world within itself all have the language to identify what's going on with people, the conversations are being had. Um, so it sucks, because at that time, I felt the most alone and unseen. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, I had me, I had God, and, you know, I had my mama, and I had this cute little tiny human who was like, girl, I don't care what you're going to do. 
you know, whip that titty out and give me some milk. <laughs> <laughs> okay? I need some milk. <laughs> Shout out to Cassidy. Hey, girl. What's up, Cass Cass? So, yeah. Um, But start identifying, like, all of the thoughts that you're having. List them out. Name them. It's okay to recognize them. Like, that's the part of unpacking it all. And then from there, allow yourself to purge those feelings. Yeah. And as you're purging, you can categorize what is realistic and what's fake. What's the negative? And honestly, people, the negative thoughts is part of you. Like, we all have a part of us that will entertain negativity because Mm -hmm. that's just how life works. There is good and there is bad. There is positive and there is negative, you know? So being able to um, accept the fact that sometimes you're not going to be right in the mind is okay. Mm-hmm. Now, we also have to put this disclaimer in. What we say right in the mind is going to vary for everyone. But if you ever find yourself in in pockets of time where you feel overly uh, stimulated and underly underly or un or just not seen i should say like please reach out to someone please communicate with someone please figure out how to take care of yourself so that you don't find yourself in a position where you are self-harming mm-hmm. um or outwardly harming bringing harm harm to others yeah um you know these thoughts do happen you know i know for sure these thoughts happen but if they are happening do something about it in, in a way that is going to be beneficial to you as an overall human being before you hurt yourself or anyone around you in a way that will be either unforgivable or cannot be overturned. So while y'all are trying to unveil this whole imposter side of it all, the mirage of it all, um, we want to talk a little bit more about how you feeling, friend. Truthfully speaking, how you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling cool. Um, I didn't give you a scale yet. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. All right. That's me rewinding. All right. Oh, that's you rewinding. <laughs> Come on, sound effects. Uh, truthfully speaking, from the scale of you pull up to McDonald's and they're like, how can I help you? And you're like, is the ice cream machine working? They're like, yeah. Okay. Or making my way downtown, walking fast, lashes fly off your face. And oh. you had a dinner to go to. How you feeling? Ooh, um, you know, I'm I'm feeling like I pulled up to McDonald's. They said the machine is working, but but we out of cones. Oh, dang, y'all out of cones. All right, well, let me just get this. So I'm feeling like that. Okay. Like pretty cool, not too crazy. I'm working on something, and um, I've been. Working on this for a while. What you working on? You know, the the thing for the thing. Oh. That still ain't done, friend. It's not done? No, I thought see, that was done. No, I see. didn't even ask you about it because I thought no, it was done. Friend, no. Imposter. Oh, it's, it's like. That's procrastination. I'm, it's, it's not even procrastination. It's I'm having the worst case of oh. brain farts, creative oh. fart. Like, I can... If you ask me or anybody was to ask me to tell them about X, Y, and Z, Mm -hmm. I can tell it to you. Okay. I don't know where the challenge lies between me saying it out loud and me typing it up. I I don't know. Like, but it's 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 blowing me and it's frustrating me because 
I'm not a person where I don't meet deadlines for myself. Mm-hmm. Like, this is way past unacceptable for me. And it's like, I haven't made mention to who I'm supposed to, like, hand this stuff over to mm-hmm. because I'm just like, oh, I'm man. just feeling like, then they're going to think, I'm not about to say nothing else to this person because you can't even deliver this. And it's like, it's not that. It's just I'm having a time trying to get my thoughts out on paper. But I am giving myself till sometime. The, the, no, by the end by the end of tomorrow to have it oh, done. Okay. I'm tomorrow. giving myself because it is 98% done, friend. That, oh, that's, that's the crazy. Great. That's what I'm saying. It's okay. just this brain fry. It's like a big old gas bubble. It just will not So pass. when we wrap this, you want me to just push you right into that 100 zone? Like We can. We can? We can, okay. friend, because I really want to get it off me. I, I want to get it off. I want you to get it off you, too. Time is ticking now. I want you to get it off We in 2023. Too. And I... I, yeah, I got big plans for this. So I need this, like, out, like, yeah. now. Okay. But how you feeling, friend? Um, <laughs> if I can be honest with you, I'm over here cracking up, okay? Ooh. So just to tell you how I feel, I feel like not only is the ice cream machine working, I might not even be at McDonald's. I'm at Starbucks, at? and Ooh. somebody paid for my order in front of me, okay? Dang, friend. Okay, I somebody love that paid for you. For the, I know. And then they was like, you don't got to pay for the person behind you. We're not even doing that program today, so just go ahead. That's what I, I love I that for you, friend. Thank you. I love that for you. I appreciate you. it. Like, you know, the things are thinking. Yes, like, things are all happening. The things. I love that for you, All friend. of them, okay? But I'm over <laughs> here cracking up laughing because you before we started the pod, um... Jazz let me use her Amazon Prime so I can get <laughs> I can get something delivered to me today. Amazon tried to deliver it yesterday, but unbeknownst to me, mm-hmm. the 206 number that was calling me was Amazon letting me know they oh, couldn't you find answering. my location. Okay. No, I don't be answering numbers. I don't know. I mean, I don't save numbers for y'all who know that I'd never saved your number. But like I recognize <laughs> a couple of digits. To help me, you know, ah, yeah, that's, that's who it you is. know, you know, that's DC, that's Baltimore, that's I'm sick. you know, that's Philly. <laughs> we, y'all know, y'all be in the streets sometimes too. Anyway, so I updated everything today. Mm-hmm. Was waiting by the door for Amazon, no Amazon, and then right before we start potting, I get the call. Okay, got to give the guy step by step directions. Okay, uh-huh. he wasn't getting it, and you know, I'm I don't have a sense of direction. Okay, uh-huh. I do know north, south, east, and west. On paper. Mm-hmm. Anything outside of that, I'm a visual person. So if you're telling me street names, I have no clue where you are. Okay. Mm-hmm. I need you to describe to me the building, the color, the shape, all that. Anyway, I'm cracking up because my mom is texting me while we're potting. And I know I shouldn't be distracted by my phone. But, you know. No, it's okay, She friend. has a tiny human, so I got to make sure. And she literally says, the delivery guy asked for you by name. Ooh. Oh, and he was cute. What did you do? <laughs> So I'm like, I had to give him directions by phone, Mom. And she's like, really? He made sure your stuff got to the door. And he seemed a little disappointed that you weren't here to receive it. But he was very nice looking. Maybe 5'7", five, 5'9". Five, Girl, you tried it. Okay. You tried it. <laughs> but even that, like, although I was already having, like, a good day, that mm-hmm. just added to it because, like, we only talked on the phone. I'm so done. He was hooked from the conversations. Okay, <laughs> it's the voice. It's the voice in the conversations. Um, um, no, but for real, it's really my mom trying to be a whole MVP and like <laughs> set stuff up. Like, come Listen, on, girl, millionaire matchmaker. Okay, Hello? except the five seven's not gonna work. Mm-mm. No shade. 
no shade, no shade, no Just... shade, but shade. I'm <laughs> five four and I like to wear platforms. So I whole another day. A whole nother day. We not even going. We we not we not gonna do that today, okay? So truthfully speaking, we're both feeling good. Um, hopefully through this conversation about imposter syndrome, you're feeling good. If you're not feeling good, either way, take this conversation and let it marinate with yeah. you. Do some unpacking at home on your own. Um, and and really get to the core of like who you are, how you want to show up, what that looks like, what does that feel like i know what my kids at school mm -hmm. um every year um i always create a lesson uh that talks about social emotional learning because that's mm -hmm. really big in the school district that i work in mm -hmm. we talk about social emotional learning a lot um sel and so we read this book titled uptown and okay. it's about a little brown boy who experiences jazz in new york city for the first time mm -hmm. and so we identify what does it look like sound like and feel like okay and so as the little boy is experiencing jazz he's explaining that it's you know it's um the sound of the train or it's the shopping bags swishing past him as he walks across the sidewalk i then ask the kids like let's dig deep what does your existence right now look like sound like feel like what does being in library with me right now looks like sound like feel like to you i love that Thank you. Again, all of this is um, self-curriculum based. So mm -hmm. everything that I do in the library is from me. Mm -hmm. I, I develop all this. We don't have a curriculum in, in um, our public school system. So being able to have the kids do some of that self-reflecting um, and ask the questions that we don't always know how to ask, like that mm -hmm. language. So again, our favorite listeners, as you listen to your favorite podcast, excuse me over here. Mm -hmm. Take some time to reflect. It, it could really be during the car ride. It could be, you know, while you are, you know, sitting on the toilet instead of scrolling through Instagram and the ticker talker. Um, the ticker, you send me when you say that, the ticker talker. The ticker talker. I love a TikTok, you know. I love it. Somebody loves you, baby. Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> we literally sung this whole podcast. No, we like, did. We it's could, okay. We could make a soundtrack at this point. It's okay. But um, word of the day? Yes. So today's word of the day is being brought to us by the good old Dr. Seuss. Come on, Dr. Seuss. Okay. Speaking in wise words, he says, Today you are you. That is truer than true. There is no one alive who is youer than you. And with that, that's real. It's yeah. Dr. Seuss, but that's real. Like, yeah. I want to encourage everybody, um, you know, whether you have dealt with imposter syndrome, you are currently dealing with imposter syndrome or know somebody that is, just pour into them and let them know that, like, you are you. It's nobody that's you. You are more than enough. And even even with you saying, like, you know, how you want to show up and present yourself, like, mm -hmm. that was a big thing for me. Like, with me dealing with my own situations with imposter syndrome, yeah. like, how I want to show up and being a voice for people that will go through life with similar journeys or situations, right. like not finishing school or whatever and feeling like they're inadequate in those certain rooms. Right. And it's like, regardless, you in that room with right. the people. You got there. However you got there, you got there. So you are enough. You're more than enough. Right. And don't let nobody try to, you know, play with you. Absolutely. Because, you know, and it's even, you can't let what other people and the opinions of other people, like, push on you, project on you. You got to project out, push out, 
what you feel on the inside about yourself and keep that at the forefront. And both of those things that you said are very important, like pushing out what people are putting on you is very important. And that's why stepping back and taking note of all of the realms of who you are and how you're presenting and how not only how you're presenting, but identifying how you think you're presenting is important because what's the saying? Hurt people, hurt people, Mm -hmm. hurt people, hurt people. But also we follow people based on what they have going on. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I might follow you on social media because it's, you know, because on the outside looking in, like you're this big um, radio personality, you're putting on all these events, you're this boss babe who's on TMZ and, you know, traveling and hosting these, you know, community wide events annually. And it's just like, wow, you know, Um, I could be following you not out of, of jealousy it could be out of aspiration Mm -hmm. but coupled with that probably is a little bit of jealousy or a little bit of like FOMO you know what Mm -hmm. I mean so we have to check ourselves to make sure that the intentions in which we have for our lives and the people we surround ourselves with or even the people that we just seek are actually beneficial to what we need in order to survive Mm. and sustain Come on, come on, come on, word, word of the day. I'm just telling you, like, I I really been doing my work because I was down for the count, mm-hmm. like, for real, um, you know, and, and to even double down on our friendship real quick, you and I had maintained somewhat of a dynamic through social media, mm-hmm. and when the pandemic hit, we, we were supposed to have met up mm-hmm. and then that got pushed back. And then during the pandemic, we were like, well, when it's safe, let's meet, let's meet, let's meet, let's meet, let's meet. Finally, we met. And when we met for me in that moment, I remember having um, lunch with you at what Texas Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, we were eating <laughs> a chicken salad. <laughs> it was a chicken salad. It was superior. A chicken salad. <laughs> superior. Okay. <laughs> um. But I remember just, like, telling you, we were updating each other. Mm-hmm. And I remember when it was my turn to update you, and you're like, oh, Kimmy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just loving on me and mm-hmm. affirming me in a way that I really needed. And I needed it not because I didn't know. It was because I had already did it for myself. Mm-hmm. But it was just the validation. or Yeah, the validation, the confirmation of, like, knowing that the type of dynamic that I wanted out of connections Mm -hmm. really did exist Mm -hmm. and it wasn't going to be hard to have it given to me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, uh, being able to have that um, affirmed by you then continue to push me to do more work. Mm -hmm. So having these conversations now is, is like, um, it's just like a pat on my shoulder. If I can be real honest, it's mm-hmm. like a pat on the shoulder to be like, yeah, you really are that girl. You are, friend. I appreciate that. And it's not on no, like, cocky cocky, but it is definitely on her, like, respectfully speaking, don't don't play with me. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know? I'm still very much a humble servant of the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I have my days, but it's like, I can't, I won't ever go back. Yeah. I won't ever go back and think I have no value. And think that, you know, um, I'm crazy because 
people aren't understanding what I'm going through in the moment. Mm -hmm. What it did to me was solidify the fact that people always would say, you know, you're wiser beyond your your years. Mm -hmm. Like, it solidified that for me. Because I, I really do be going through stuff before people in my age bracket do. Yeah. And it always made me feel like I was a weirdo or like, um, like socially awkward. But that's not the case. It's mm-hmm. just I'm very, and my therapist explained it to me, I'm very much in tuned with who I am and how I want to show up in the world because I am an intentional bitch. Okay. Now, my therapist didn't say that. <laughs> that's what Kimmy said. But I condensed his wording. Mm-hmm. And got to the point of, I am an intentional woman mm-hmm. about every aspect of my life. Even when I am being the most humorous, I'm intentional. Yeah. Um, and that is based out of trauma. I had to learn to be intentional because of my upbringing. And it's not a negative, negative thing. But it's just, again, I was the youngest of three with a single mom. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a lot of attention. And when I did get the attention, I didn't like it. So I positioned myself to be a certain way, show up a certain way. Mm-hmm. Ding, ding, ding. Imposter syndrome starts. So again, as you continue to grow from there, that's that's all you know. So for me, I forgot what I was going to say. But, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it, is. it is what it is. It is what it is, okay? It is what it is. But in all seriousness, like, Y'all do the work because when you do get to the point where you can pat yourself on the shoulder and and again, this is still an evolving and ever uh, cycling system. But I can pat myself on the back right now because I am so much stronger emotionally now than I have ever been. I'm so much stronger emotionally today than I was three years ago. Three years ago, I would probably be bust down crying right now like crying nothing wrong with crying crying is 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 actually a a a sign of a full strength because you're able to acknowledge purge and process feelings Mm -hmm. um instead of some people who allow it to harden and just seep on the inside of their soul yeah okay but i probably would be entertaining so many negative thoughts and you know just be i'm an emotional eater so just chewing it down, chewing it down, and, um, you know, stuck in, in relationships that were not serving to me. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, now, I, you know, <laughs> I'm that bitch. So, <laughs> you know, it is what it is. All right, y'all. Well, thank y'all for tapping in with us today. You already know what to do. Run it back next week, okay? But before we dip, Make sure you hit us on all of our socials, okay? You can follow the podcast, of course, on Instagram at Excuse Me Over Here Podcast. Everything is spelled correctly. Let them know what the Tiki Talker is, Kimmy. Uh, the Tiki Talker TikTok is also Excuse Me Over Here Podcast. Um, and then we have the drop name of Excuse Me O H P L Z. So Excuse Me Over Here, please. Um, as the drop down name uh, but on the socials we're all the same excuse me over here podcast don't play with us Jazz how can they follow you yes you guys can follow me your favorite time boy Barbie on Instagram at the Coco underscore Louie that's T-H-E-C-O-C-O underscore L-O-U-I-E and on Twitter it's Coco underscore Louie 
Tiki Talkers, Coco underscore Louie. Mm-hmm. Or is it the Coco underscore Louie? It's one of them, but yeah, you're going to know it's me. You get it. Just, yeah. 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 She's the Coco Louie. Don't play with her. <laughs> and for me, um, I'm on Instagram, Kimberly State of Mind. My account is private, so send me a request. Um, and I'll go through your profile first. I'm done. Oh, and of course, don't forget to like, share, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about your favorite podcast. Yeah. Duh. Excuse me over here. Don't forget. Excuse me over here. Okay. Yeah. Come back next week. We have a whole lot more in store for you guys. We cannot wait to pod with you again. It's been fun, and we are out here. Oh, bye. Bye.